The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Right show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. Hey, we're cute. Are the house lights on? Because it seems like I could see. Thank there you so we much. go. Okay. Little distracting. I'm your middleest brother, Travis McElroy. It actually hurts a little bit. Like, it's so loud. It's like being next to a jet engine. I'm your sweet baby brother in 30 under 30 media luminary, Griffin McElroy. These, these facilities are built to make sure the sound is great going from the violins and shit to, to you. And they don't really count on people and be like, help, yeah, fuck yeah. Madam Butterflies, my shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is an advice show. Uh, we uh, have been in your beautiful city for all uh, seven hours. We flew in, and it is a... Uh, Astounding, yeah, I think is I, the right word. Beautiful. Looks, the I, vistas. As the vistas, it looks like you are in a fairy village nestled yeah. inside of a remote mountain kingdom. It and was I, like flying into the Shire. Yes. Yeah. And then I you, said in the I said in the van ride from the airport to the hotel, and it fucking slayed. So I'm really excited I dropped this on you. Uh, I, hey, hey, more like Salt Lake Pretty. Yeah, so, very good. Thanks. So, so I'm like walking around, blown away, driving through your amazing city, blown away at these vistas. And then I walked a half mile to get 4% beer. And are you all okay? Because you can tell us if you're not okay. Everyone blink twice if you're not okay. You can come with us. There's room in the car. I, I hate to be the one to break it to y'all, but there's stronger beer other places. <laughs> I think that maybe it's not a great fit because uh, yesterday we... Wouldn't we, you love to be partying with someone who's traveled in from Salt Lake City and they're like, oh, what's wrong with you? I had two beers! <laughs> Losing it! Uh, we were trying to figure out what to do. We have uh, some time to spend tomorrow in your beautiful city. And I was like, there's the big cottonwood cannon. Looks, looks really... Did I say cannon? Looks sweet. It looks like great hiking. And I was saying that out loud, not realizing just what a tough sell that was going to be for the McElroy family. I was looking at it like, and you just walk up it? Keeping in mind that this is like when we're looking for a restaurant, if it's a 10-minute walk, we're like, ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we should... 10-minute walk. Rub hub it. Justin literally said, Do you, is there like a store to buy something when you get there? We were all having a lot of fun. It was a good time. It's a good place. Thank you for having us. It's beautiful. Thank you for the, the warm reception. Holy crap. Um, 
Would you all like to, oh, we're going to do some of our twisted, skewed jokes up here for a bit, and then we're going to do audience questions that you all have sent in ahead of time. Thank you all so much for doing that. It may be kind of tricky, because this is just this is a, just a big square of humans. Yeah, it's just, the whole audience is one solid person. Yes. But again, if you come to see La Boheme, you're not like halfway through like, ah, I've fucking seen this before, I'm out. You're also not like, I'm going to ask them how it's going to end. Yeah. I'm going to make Excuse a sneaky me. exit. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, it's an advice show. Uh, yes, but I'd like to open with a Yahoo from the okay. Yahoo Okay. Riddle me piss. Wait, oh wait. Riddle me piss. Okay, so. Unprecedented. Unprecedented. Riddle me piss, boy. I've now been interrupted doing a Yahoo from both brothers now for their great segments and it's really can't taken... you're starting with this. I would like to ask you more so Riddle. Alright. This one not from Riddles.com. Whoa, hey. But from Riddles.FYI. Okay. Ugh. Now this is a real brain teaser. Yeah. I love him. I love his great voice and how long yeah, he makes how, it last. <laughs> I love how the Riddle Master has devolved into Minnie Ripperton. I'm really enjoying that. What has wings but cannot fly? Legs but cannot walk? And eyes but cannot see? A potato. <laughs> the last part is a potato. The last is a potato. Would you like to hear it one more time? Not really. What has wings? but cannot fly. Legs! But cannot walk. I legit think I know the answer. And eyes, but cannot see, Griffin. I'm going to say a penguin, a chair, and a potato. Um, what was the last one? Eyes, but cannot see. And the first one was? Wings, but cannot fly. Is it a buffalo wild wings? Ooh. A good guess. <laughs> but no, I will read it to you one more time. No, I, God. No. I would also like you to remember that on riddles.fyi, you can see how many times someone shared it. So remember, five different people at least looked at this and said, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to share that. <laughs> I what imagine has, it's about to go up precipitously. What has wings that cannot fly? Legs but cannot walk? And eyes but cannot see? A dead bird. <laughs> Rough. He's he's not wrong. <laughs> I didn't write it. Yeah. I, although I do think it opens up a whole new realm of riddle of like what looks like a dog but can't bark. Yeah. A dead dog. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Good. Good. Uh, so here's a Yahoo that was sent in by Graham Roebuck. Thank you, Graham. It is Yahoo Answers user. The internet doesn't work on the stage. So I'm going to say, uh, Bilbo asks. Is a restaurant a store? <laughs> Technically speaking. Update. Okay, well, to clear things up, whenever my family is going to Olive Garden, we say, I'm going to the store. Why on earth? To who? Well, I said this the other day, and my friend looked at me weird when I said that I was excited to eat the breadsticks. <laughs> 
I think that technically a restaurant, because they have stock, parentheses, food, and you give them money, parentheses, dollars. Not coal mining script, then. Yes. Okay. Uh, I mean, no, no, no. Yeah, well... Yeah, actually. But I guess I stand by my question, because how often does it come up that you're like, hey, I gotta go to the store? And it's like, why are you telling me that? And it's like, well, because I'm leaving to go to Olive Garden. Like, how often do you call Olive Garden the store? Apparently this person, every Sunday after church. The only reason you would do that is if you didn't want them to go to Olive Garden with you. Yes. Oh, I see. You're trying to, to dissuade them from tagging along. You could. We're just, we're just, I'm just going to the store with my family to have infinite soup, salad, and breadsticks. I mean, oh, no. You could. I think it's unlimited, not infinite. <laughs> Listen. We... I'm looking into the void! It's just, it's one long breadstick that is a a ray without a terminus point. We don't know where the minestrone comes from. We open a valve and it just pours out. Um, You could do your grocery shopping at Olive Garden. You go in, you get a bunch of Andy's mints. Yeah. You buy a bottle of the dressing. You buy, like, see if they'll put a bunch of sauce in a vat for you. You get a bunch of the noodles. You can even snack on some of the dry ones in the containers. Yeah, if you wanted to. You can even snack on some of those on the way home. Yeah, if you needed to. If you were told to, yeah, you probably would. I feel like there's a, like... If I were going to look for, like, what is a restaurant most like, I wouldn't say a store. I would say it's like a food vacation. Do tell. Because you get all the fun parts, parentheses, eating. Yeah. (laughs) Without, like, having to cook it or do dishes or whatever. Yeah. You'd say, like, I'm going on on vacation to eat the breadstick. Yeah. I don't think you could. I mean, you can say a lot of things, pretty much anything, if you want. Yeah, you could call it an interactive snack museum if you wanted to. (laughs) I'm I'm going to the Italian Heritage Celebration. (laughs) It's a festival that starts whenever I go in Olive Garden. (laughs) Travis, do you mind if I move your mic up a little bit? I'm not getting the full experience. There it is. I really want to taste those plosives. (laughs) They have plosives there. (laughs) Plosives of Zeppeli is one of the new desserts at Olive Garden. (laughs) A waiter just comes up and opens your mouth and goes, pa, 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 pa. I am, um, this is actually a wonderful dovetail into this first question. I am at a, I am a chef at a casual fine dining restaurant. It is a pretty good job, but it's a lot of work. How can I continue to be a chef, but do less work, or even no work? (laughs) The restaurant is in a ski lodge, and all the employees live in the building. If that helps, it doesn't. And that's from Sam, who isn't even trying to cloak their shit. (laughs) Sam, are you here? here? All right. Got the night off, huh, Sam? Sam, might I make a a suggestion for a new hire, a new sous chef, Grubhub. (laughs) 
I love this. Interesting. Yes. How would that work? Basically, it's like, what would you like, a hamburger? Okay, cool. And then you pull out an iPad and you order it and say, I think it'll be here in like, I don't know, 30 minutes? Um, I need your credit card information. Here's what you do. You get the iPad and where it says Grubhub, you tape over it that says restaurant menu. <laughs> or menu for restaurant if it's a really fancy place. Mm-mm. And then you just say like, here's our menu. We have everything. And it'll be here soon and at different times and in bags and sometimes not all of it in fact <laughs> almost every time not all of it and it don't order a drink because the ice will be melted yeah. yeah it says here you do awesome blossom and bloom and onion so fuck yeah we do <laughs> yeah we do it's a, like I said it's a cool restaurant yeah you could also change the hours of your restaurant to be like you're only open from like 2am to 6am and like 3 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. Yeah. And then um, close. And then you won't have to work ever again. Yeah. Because your restaurant will have shuttered. Uh, you could reach sort of like Jiro status from Jiro Dreams of Sushi and turn your restaurant into, into just one counter with six chairs in it. And you're like, yeah, that's right. It's me, Sam. I'm so good. Would you like the awesome blossom? I, maybe you saw it on Netflix's new good cooking show. No rules, just right. No rules, just right. You uh, could do. There's a donut store in uh, in Cincinnati where I live, where every morning before they open, they make a fixed amount of donuts, and then when they have sold all the donuts, they close. Yeah. Which is, as far as I know, a bad business model. Yeah. Because it means that supply and demand demand was high, and supply was not enough. Well, you could. I'm pretty sure that's bad business. The alternative, though. To, the, to what you just described, Travis, is that one, they end the day with a lot of donuts they throw in the trash, or two, they stay open when they're out of donuts. <laughs> that, seems, that seems ridiculous. They I don't just, know why. They just take IOUs for the next day. We, are, there, are there shortcuts you could take with your mise en place uh, that you could just sort of convince the diner is cool and right? Like, I'm thinking like, you serve your dish to the diner and you say, oh, fish bones are super in right now. It's rustic. It's rustic. We just leave them bones right... Oh, you wanted your trout cooked at all? <laughs> okay, caveman. <laughs> right. This is kind of my take on a salad. It's a bit deconstructed. It's a head of lettuce and a whole tomato. <laughs> oh, you're it's st- in a Kroger like, bag. You're still eating sauce? <laughs> We're kind of casual acquaintances with Chef Mike is the is the chef for McDonald's, and he, I don't know why Mike started tweeting at me specifically. Um, yeah, I could I can't, can't fucking imagine. imagine, man. But uh, you could do like Chef Mike does and just like make something once and be like, mm, good. Everybody make it just like that from yeah. now on. This is a Big Mac too. It's a sequel I made up. I cooked it once. Everybody else do this. I'm going home. <laughs> See you in my work day. Uh, food inventor. I have a... We got so many good yahoos in the past couple of days. A lot of them don't give us much of a runway for goofs, but I love them so much. And instead of having eight closers at the end of each show, I've started to do Yahoo Juniors. So here's, here's a Yahoo Junior. Uh, Jack sent this one in. Thank you, Jack. It's an anonymous Yahoo Answers user who I'm going to call uh, Bonobos because there's an ad for it on my screen who asks... What kind of facial hair is good for a writer slash poet? 
any, anything that's long enough that you can dip it in the ink. Aw, Travis. I was just about to say the exact same thing. Damn it. Now I don't have any jokes for the podcast. You stole the obvious one where they dip their facial hair in ink like a quill. Why, how about you just cut your uh, beard into the shape of some of your favorite letters? <laughs> like a basketball number shaved in the back of your head except it's just like A in your cheek. Uh, here's a uh, here's a big boy Yahoo. This one was sent in by Sean. Thank you, Sean. It's anonymous, or no? They have a name, but it's the inter- the Wi-Fi just won't give it to me. So I'm gonna call them uh, Bezos because here he is in another advertise. Oh no, this is news. Oh, he's having a. Is he okay? Is he he's, just, okay? he's having a rough, some marital troubles. <laughs> He'll just. Why are you laughing? That's America's billionaire, Jeff Bezos. (laughs) If we play it cool, he might give us some money. He did the internet bookstore where we get our books. Uh, Bezos asks, would you ever betray your soccer team? (laughs) To impress someone or for any other reason. <laughs> if, if so, give me the reasons. I think the only reason I would betray my soccer team is if there was someone on the other team that I was crushing on. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, oh, they're looking. If, if I were it's an open net... Yeah, yeah, they have oh, those, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And I scored, and I'm like, oh, they'll be angry, but maybe if I let them win the big game, they'll be so happy. But no, because they'd want to see your fire, your passion. No, but that's, that's the thing. Up till now, what's kept us apart is my fire and passion. Oh, my I see, inability I see. to bend and put their needs in front of my own. Yeah, they want a real quitter. <laughs> I just need to see that you can't follow through on something. I'm thinking... <laughs> Soccer has a thing called own goal. Soccer may be the most sabotageable sport. If you really put your back into it, you can make it like it's 104 to zero. What the fuck is going on out there? That is... That is true because with soccer, the ball could like maybe bounce off of the goal and roll back the other way and accident. It's really hard to accidentally score a basket on yourself. Like, oh, it bounced off the backboard and across the whole court right. and into the other basket. And with, oh. ba- with baseball, you would need to hit it so hard it went around the earth. Yes. And then came back around in the next inning and then went over the... Man, Hockey, they, you could fight your own players. Like, oh shit, man, it happened again. I'm sorry. With these masks on, it's like, who knows? Oh, we're in blue. Okay. That, you ever think about how in baseball, it's got me thinking about sports a lot. <laughs> Love sports. Um, and you ever think about how in baseball, they have a statistic for how many times you fuck up? <laughs> like, it's a stat called error, and it means you fucked up, and we wrote it down. <laughs> And there's a number that we associate with your... God, I'm glad that's not like a real-life feature. <laughs> it's a big count. Oh, McElroy is up to the... Wow, this guy has errors out the wazoo. <laughs> they didn't even give it like a euphemism. It's nope. Error. Error. 
That was the wrong at baseball. You did the wrong baseball that time, Frando. You got the golden glove for no goof-em-ups. <laughs> uh, yeah, Justin McRae, uh, he goes back for the catch. Oh, that's another bad he did. He did a bad, bad job. Uh-oh. You know, the secret is to betray your soccer team, but not let them know that they've been betrayed. Mm. You go, you, here's the thing. You leave your carton, your um, cooler of Little Debbie's and hug juices... <laughs> Whoa. Over on the other team. I haven't played soccer since elementary school, so... You're right. No, they do that in the pros, too. Yeah, you leave it over there, and then when you go to fetch one, you just trip, and you're like, oh, no, all my tiny rolled-up scrolls, right? And, yeah. And then on one of them, your accomplice at the other team looks through them, and on one of them is written a coded phrase, and when they decode it, it says, we're going to try to kick the ball into your goal more times. <laughs> yeah. And you kick it into ours. So yeah. then their mind's in the right place. They know exactly every move you try. There will be a point in the game where it looks like I'm trying to take the ball downfield, but then I'm going to kick it to somebody yeah. else. And they're going to do the Sometimes ball. Sometimes you guys will have the ball, and we'll try to get it with our feet. <laughs> you hear that, guys? I, the, the note just says, I won't be using my hands. <laughs> We have a secret weapon. One of our people can use their hands. You'll never guess which one. Uh, here's another question. My dad works at Oh, a... I think they're talking about being a fan of a soccer team. <laughs> Daggone. Some of these folks really like their soccer teams. <laughs> There's three pages of answers. Why can't we say the word bollocks? <laughs> I think that should be everyone's takeaway for the evening. What? Um, we take everything else. Certainly, we could just take that too, right? Um, so, can I read the next question? Please. Okay. My dad works at a small company that manufactures meat thermometers. It's actually a pretty cool product. I've seen it used by Anthony on Queer Eye. Presumably to measure the temperature of an avocado. Yes. But my hey, dad, in this season, he stepped up. The I'm not going to stand for that. Okay. It's a new, it's a new Anthony season. Season this three. This time he showed how to make the toast that goes with the avocado. But my dad, hateful. My dad has become borderline obsessed. Two years ago, for Christmas Eve, he gave us all keychain size to meat thermometers. <laughs> now, when we go out to restaurants, he has a habit of interrogating the waitstaff about the kitchen's meat cooking methods, <laughs> even though he always orders salads. How do I make him understand that there are better times to promote his product than when I'm just trying to order chicken piccata? That's from the sins of the father in Salt Lake City. Are you, wait, are you here? Yes. Yes, okay. Yes, did you bring us one? One of your cool meat thermometers. I guess my first question is, a keychain meat thermometer for when? Yeah. When does that... Come on. Well, I have a keychain bottle opener, so I can see it having some sort of like outdoor grilling party at, like use, but I don't have to wash my keychain every time I use it. I don't have to wash my bottle opener every time I use it. If you're dunking before your... Before and after. Before and after. If I'm dunking my fucking keys into a piece of raw chicken... <coughs> 
Hopefully it's not raw. Not raw, though. Certainly not raw. Listen, I've had E. coli more than once. He's had G. coli. I've had, yeah, I've had F. coli. I need, I need me one of these. When, when your dad, I, this is how I assume that the conversation in the restaurant goes like, oh, I just saw you brought a steak out. Oh, yeah, that's our primary. I'm not, I'm just wondering, are you sure it's done? Uh, yeah? Yeah, I think are so. Are you sure? Huh. Well, now that you mention it, no. <laughs> Damn, what? I was so ready to dunk on your dad, but I really have had E. coli a couple times, and I... I'm thinking about it, and I know that you're not supposed to, like, overgrill, like, a burger, for instance. Um, but I had a, a hammed burger today uh, at our hotel, and I asked for it medium, and I bit into it. And it was the good pink color inside that you want it to be sometimes, but that still had that part of me that's like, I'm not a chef. I don't know how pink is too pink. If I could have had a small apparatus that I just yes. had in my wallet or something. And it's not just for measuring your consumable meats. If you have a friend, it's like, <coughs> well, I'm not feeling very good. You just be like, well, hold on a second. Roll up your sleeve. Jab. <laughs> yeah. Would you... <laughs> 98.6. Looks okay to me. Yeah. And would you say that you're... You're arm- undercooked, though. Yeah. You're raw. <laughs> would you say your arm is similar to a pork loin? <laughs> Hey, man, well done. Well, <laughs> Uncalled for. Here's the thing. I would say, your dad sounds like a closer to me. Yeah. That's how you go from being a small meat thermometer business yes. to a successful large meat thermometer business. Well, the, the meat thermometers would still be small. Okay. Let's not get yeah. it twisted, because it is keychain size. He could go he could go on Shark Tank, and when he's like doing his pitch, he can be like, I've annoyed over 30 Applebee's. <laughs> Yes, I'm the man you've heard about from the stories of Applebee's employees. <laughs> Las Cruces Applebee's, I've annoyed him. <laughs> Urbana, Applebee's, both, yes. <laughs> they hate my guts. <laughs> I've been banned from several Applebee's. Uh, I have a, a Yahoo Junior here that was sent in by Riley. Thank you, Riley. It's from, oh, I got it. Uh, Yahoo Answers user Troublegum who asks, Is it safe for me to lick my Himalayan salt lamp every now and then? Every my, now and then? Yeah. More than that, though, and you don't have a lamp anymore. That's, that's a good point. My Himalayan salt lamp is frickin' delicious. <laughs> Better than table salt. I give it a lick every now and then, maybe once a day or two. And it is the most gratifying taste. Why? Are you a deer? Would there be any trace minerals in it that could harm me or actually improve my health? I can answer the second one, and it's no. Well, well, my allergies and eczema have vanished. The air stays cool, dry, and comfortable. What? Because you licked the lamp? Sounds like you're adding some minerals to it. <laughs> also, can I, can I lick you? Sounds like you've got choice minerals. It is weird to say it is more delicious than table salt, unless you are just licking table salt by itself as well. 
Somebody does point out you can buy Himalayan pink salt, and that just yeah. buying salt lamps it's is just, not a very cost-effective way of going about it. You just buy it and sprinkle it on a light bulb. It yes. would almost be, yeah. Eating that would almost be better than eating one with wires in it, if you yeah. think about it. Mm. Um, here's a, here's a, a big Yahoo from Peyton. Thanks, Peyton. It's Yahoo Answers user Spike who asks, Why do people think my fighting stance is weak? This is the best first sentence. I have three weak points on my body. (laughs) My nose, my jaw, and my stomach, and my crack. (laughs) My neck, my back, my solar plexus. Yeah. My right fist my is in, my right fist is in front of my nose. My left fist is in front of my jaw, and I keep my chin low, so I'm looking through my eyebrows. Well, that's nothing. Wait, like I'm a char- like I'm a character in Fallout Three who's just like clipping, bugged out. I have a slight bend in my knees to hunch my stomach. Can one of you like? Yeah, I'll do it. Start at the beginning. Okay. We'll probably cut this out. So this is just for you guys. Hold on. Demonstrate your weak points, your nose, jaw, and stomach. Yes, nose, jaw, stomach. Thank you. My right fist is in front of my nose. My left hand's on blue. My left fist is in front of my jaw. And I keep my chin low so I'm looking through my eyebrows. I have a, I have a slight bend in my knees to hunch my stomach back. Bend the knees, though. Keep them bent. You got to bend those knees. And I bob and weave my head back and forth to be ready for a dodge encounter. I bob and weave my head back and forth to be ready for a dodge encounter. The only part of my skull, the only part of my skull that is exposed and hard enough is hard enough to break your hand. Hell, we headbutt for a reason, right? That's all, Justin. Thank you. There's, there's, more, there's more to the question, but th- that's all the demo we need. In my mind, this is the perfect stance, but for some reason, when I show this stance, my friends think I can't fight. Seeing it, I can't imagine. Now, we are full-grown adults, but we don't dare find out. It could get ugly fast. And, TBH, I don't have much fighting experience. So I'm just hoping to get perspective from fighters. Is my stance actually bad, or are they playing mind games? Because I kind of let them mess with me a little bit because they're my buddies. Sometimes I want to kick someone's ass just to prove I could. Other times, I'm not sure I can. I've always had the perfect demeanor in life to avoid all conflict. Never the victim and never the instigator. Something about me makes people not want to test me, but I sure as shoot don't test anyone either. So I just avoided so much fighting by simply not having to. It's a strange feeling to not know where I stand. The Kelsey Grammer autobiography is so much weirder than you think it's gonna be. I, is it possible that your friends don't think your physical stance is weak, but rather your metaphysical stance on fighting? Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't want to test you. Weak. <laughs> I've never been in a traditional fight. But if the only part of me you can hit is the top of my skull, I'm basically an ankylosaurus at that point. Yeah. Right? You're here's, just you're just getting my my plating at that, you know. Here's the thing, though. I feel like saying I only have three weak points is a strong stance when I'm thinking about my own body, and I can list off at least twenty-seven. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm too high on the earth, and I feel weak. Travis has <laughs> altitude poisoning. <laughs> like that's a, I woke up bad from sleeping, and I yes, hurt. yes. I have inside weak points. <laughs> That sometimes I eat some angel hair pasta for the Cheesecake Factory, and then I spend a whole live show thinking about how excited I am to poop as soon as it's over. Uh, uh. How did, how did it know? One of my big weak points is um, time. Yeah. yeah. Just my physical age yeah, time on will get the you. earth. Is he, I like that. We can all agree this person's never been in a fight. I'll, yes. Yes, correct. I want to know who we headbutt for a reason is referring to. <laughs> a team he's on, maybe? A club? I like Humans what? in general? Humans because... in general headbutt for a reason? I don't no. know. This is an answer, a response from Yahoo Answers user All Hat, who says, Best way to learn about that is to enroll in a boxing gym or karate school. Uh, there, of course, you actually do spar and it's legal and so forth. I love that because I would. I'm this person and I show up to karate school and I say, what do you think about this? <laughs> and then they're like, and it, like, they're like, it's bad and nothing. And you could say, thanks for the lessons. <laughs> you know what? I'll come back when I have something better. When you do it, Griffin, it kind of looks like you're playing like air saxophone. It did a little bit. I felt that way. <laughs> so you didn't know all about that as big jazz fans Yes, yeah, sure. We, we, we are in your airport, and there is a room labeled jazz room. And Travis, as we're walking past, it said, it's all about the rooms you don't go into. It's a very Fucking good asshole. Dun, 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 dun. Jazz, jazz it up for us, though, Justin. Ooh, good idea. <laughs> you guys love jazz. That's pretty good jazz, right? Ba da ba da boo boo boo. Skip da boo da boo da boo da scoop da da boo da scoop da boo da boo da boo da boo da boo da scoop da boo da boo da scoop da boo da boo da boo da Toast salad and scrambled eggs. Welcome to Munch Squad. It's a podcast within a podcast that covers the latest and greatest in brand eating. Uh, This week we have a big story for you. Heinz cream egg mayo wasn't an April Fool. You can try it for yourself. Cream egg? Cadbury cream egg mayonnaise. Because yeah, I was about to say, mayonnaise is technically a kind of creamy egg substance. 
We were a little wary when this story comes to us from uh, Metro. What day was it posted? Because- uh, April 3rd. Fuck. Uh, yeah, this is right. This is happening. We were a little wary when we first heard Cadbury cream egg mayonnaise was a thing. I can't imagine why. Yeah, a little wary. You've been dulled by the past few years, I think. <laughs> Mainly because it was announced close to April Fool's Day. And it wouldn't be the first time this product was announced as an April Fool. But actually, the news is true. We regret to inform you. We regret you. to inform you that this day that we'll live Hug in infamy. your loved ones close. <laughs> Uh, near my god to thee, the creamy condiment <laughs> does exist. You can actually try it. Heinz and Cadbury have partnered in hell to create. <laughs> it's called the Heinz Seriously Good Cadbury Cream Egg Mayonnaise. We're Coca-Cola. We made a broccoli flavor. We called it Seriously It's Good. <laughs> Try it once, coward. This unusual concoction is going to be available for a limited time, thank Christ, <laughs> at a unique Heinz X Cadbury cream egg installation, which is a bad place <laughs> at the Truman Brewery in London, sadly. From a, uh, April 11th to the 13th. I gotta buy some plane tickets. There's a caption. Yeah. The caption of the photo says, The mayonnaise, which was, is a pot of mayo mixed with pieces of cream egg. Hold on. It's a Cadbury aioli? I can't believe they've, they'd give away... The, the yuck juice family secret like that. But a lot, the next sentence from this publication is wild. Though we're pleased that this isn't an April Fool, why? <laughs> we're not sure it will taste all that nice. God. Hattie, that is the most generous sentence I have ever heard in the English language. And what a weird swing of a sentence of like, we're glad it's real, but also, ew. Ew, gross. I know people are always talking about uh, ethics and condiment review blogs, but it's that kind of, like, sticking it to the man that I really appreciate. On the launch, Martina Davis, who is the brand manager for Heinz Seriously Good Mayonnaise, said... Oh, what a short time career. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And, and... I just bought a house! Ugh. And war criminal. <laughs> It, uh, she said, uh, we have had so much fun creating this unique cream egg mayo because we're sadists. Uh, <laughs> for Easter, with our friends over at Cadbury, we absolutely cannot wait for people to try it. The, um, the, the photo that they've distributed here is uh, the tub of Heinz Seriously Good Cream Egg Mayonnaise with a little Cadbury cream egg leaning next to it in a jaunty fashion. And then behind, in the back, blurred out, out of focus, is a jar of good old-fashioned good mayonnaise. (laughs) And it's got a real egg leaning against it, as if to say, like, you know, eggs. (laughs) They've both got eggs. It almost looks like the the, the wayward boyfriend meme. And he's, like, looking at the Cadbury cream egg, like, oh, 
It's uh, except they're both. It's like that photo, except if everyone in it was vomiting. Yeah. <laughs> um, the quote from Martina continues: "It's unlike anything you've ever tasted before. I should sure the fuck hope so." <laughs> uh, a true. It's a true taste sensation. If everyone loves it as much as they do, then who knows? We might have to roll it out nationwide one day. Don't fucking threaten me. <laughs> Please, don't like it as much as we do. It says, and then it says, I swear to God, it says, watch this space. So I'm assuming that Martina just spread her butt cheeks <laughs> at that point. Uh, Raphael Capitani, the brand manager for Cadbury Cream Egg, added, fuck if I know, right? Anyway. Uh, no, uh, Raphael says... That's a product you only think about once a year anyway. Yeah. We're so excited to announce that our Heinz Seriously Good Cadbury Cream Egg Mayo collaboration is actually happening, and we can't wait for people to try it for themselves, because we're fucked up (laughs) and nasty to the max, it says here. We're looking forward to seeing Cream Egg and Heinz fans head down to the installation to taste this deliciously gooey spread. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God. I can taste it now! You know what? I will say it is evocative writing. <laughs> I will say. Anyway, that's, that's this week's Munch Squad. Hey everybody, this is Griffin. I'm going to do the ads myself uh, because everybody's kind of scrambling right now. We're about to kick off the Become the Monster Tour 2019 coming for you Cleveland gonna gonna just eat you up and so I'm gonna do the sponsorships uh sorry about the the audio quality of this one uh I tried to tweak the the knobs and the dials that I have on the big switchboard that I have in my production studio that the Doobie Brothers let me use sometimes and I did my best anyway Squarespace has given us a sponsorship and I'm going to tell you all about them starting right now have you ever heard of Squarespace they're the ones who make you do websites they're the ones who give you the tools to do websites that's better uh, they have all kinds of very handy stuff like uh, uh, I don't know man they got like templates they got these templates they were made by world class designers so you know that they're not shit and then they also have powerful e-commerce functionality Dollars and cents makes the world go around, and they also have 24-7 award-winning customer support. So they basically have everything that you need to make a very successful website. Um, not uh, a pets.com. That one is gone. That website died. But a very good website, pets.com too, maybe, even if you wanted to. So go to squarespace.com slash mybrother and get a free trial when you're ready to launch. Use the offer code MYBROTHER and you'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Get out there. Pets.com 2 is waiting for you. I'm also going to tell you about MeUndies. MeUndies has a very exciting scientific development they've been working on in their underground underwear lab. Um, and they do horrible experiments down there. Horrible, horrible experiments and uh, involving elastic. And somebody gets that they did super elastic because they were like, our um, fabric is super soft, so let's do 
uh, you know, maybe even a tighter elastic band. When, you know what, someone got cut right in half. I don't approve of that, but if it gets us this new development, which is boxer briefs with a fly, using the same micromodal fabric that's three times softer than cotton, it's a life-changing revelation. I don't have to pull my, you know, my pants all the way down to my ankles whenever I have to pee in a public urinal. And that's what I've had to do traditionally. And there's people who say, Griffin, you don't have to pull them all the way down. And I said, <laughs> yeah, dribble on these Levi's? I don't think so. Um, and But now I know that that's wrong. You can get 15% off your first pair of me undies. You got to get these boxer briefs once. Uh, they, you can get free shipping and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go to meundies.com slash my brother. That's meundies.com slash my brother. Uh, I'm going to let you get back to it. If uh, if you haven't looked at uh, our tour, the Become the Monster Tour, go check it out. McElroy.family. See if we're coming to a city near, near you. Uh, actually, about half our shows have sold out at this point. Uh, there's still plenty available for uh, Cleveland and Cincinnati, which are this week. So um, if you live in the Ohio area, come say hi. And I think that's it. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Bye. Hey, I'm Janet Varney. And like many of you, some more recent than others, I used to be a teenager. In fact, just about all of my friends were too, including wonderful women like Allison Brie. I'm dead center on the balance beam. And this is like a big gym. All the ki- kids' parents are there watching. I have to stop, like, you know, when you have to pee so bad and you can't even move. And then I just go. I just pee. Oh right in the middle of the high balance (laughs) so join me every week on the jv club podcast where i speak with complicated funny messy humans as we reminisce about our adolescences and how they led us to becoming who we are find it every thursday on maximum fun yes hello howdy hey what's up who are you what's your name who are you you said my name man I just called like four people. Who's your, what's your name? Eli. Hello, Eli. Eli, Howdy. you're leaning on the door. This is such a chill vibe. Yeah. Oh, believe me, I'm incredibly nervous. Okay, good. good. Uh, your question, do you need a reminder of what your prompt was? Uh, no, I think I know it. Okay. You can read it if you want so everyone else knows it. Uh, your prompt, well, your teaser, is, and it was, we struggled with it, but good. we could not know more was, if I made you guys a knife, would you accept it? <laughs> and we want to walk through this with you. All right. So I make knives as a hobby. Cool. And do you guys want one? <laughs> not necessarily well, the fertile. Once you've made a sale, stop selling. <laughs> The answer is yes. Obviously. Sweet. Cool. Good talk. All right. Thanks, Eli. (laughs) Now, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. What? First off, holy shit, Paul. Really, bud? This is the strongest drink I've ever tasted in my life. In Salt Lake City. Yeah. Okay. It might be the strongest drink that exists in Salt Lake (laughs) City right now. Okay. Eli, are we talking about cooking knives? Are we talking about stabbing knives? Are we talking about LARPing knives? Uh, That's how Mr. Bean would sell a stabbing knife. Stabbing stabbing knives. Depends on what you guys want. Cool, knives to order. (laughs) You really put me on the spot. Um, I mean, how would... Here's the question. 
what's the delivery process going to look like? Thank because you. if the answer is into your torso, <laughs> then, then hard pass. Um, if you want me to stab you, I no, mean... I no, I don't. No, no. I knew you. I would say that. Yeah. I got shit to do tomorrow. Oh, my bad. I uh, would like a, a, like a really tiny knife. All oh, right. fun. Little butter knife? to my daughter. <laughs> I'm sentimental. I'm being careful here, Eli, because one time during a live show, to be funny, we said that someone should mail their uh, decommissioned hand grenades, hand grenades to us. And they did. Yeah, we and got those. Ruled. And then they did. And I threw them in the trash because it sucked. No, you were a coward, sir. Also, a coward. also one time during a Taz, I yelled, uh, does anybody have a pin? And people started throwing pins at me from the audience. So, obviously, in this scenario, that would be... A knife. Bad and Less rough. Less than ideal. So, I, I guess thank you for the knives in advance. Eli. I have so All many right. more questions. Can it be made out of Bone. a cool sort of substance and not just necessarily metal? No. Uh... <laughs> Do you forge them? Do you forge them? Yes, I do, actually. Okay. Sick! How sharp are we talking? Uh, my first one wasn't that sharp, but I can make them sharper. Which, which Wait, are you... Oh, on? Wait, what wait, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. Stop. I don't want your second knife. <laughs> are you telling me you make knives as a hobby, and so far your tally is one? Uh... And it wasn't that sharp? That's called a shitty spoon, Eli. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, don't step on Eli's dreams. How many knives have you made, Eli? Uh, one. All right. <laughs> Eli, here's, you are a you pioneer. Don't make, you don't make knives as a hobby. You make knife as a hobby. No, no, no. Listen, I listen, mean, listen. I plan on making more. I'm, <laughs> I'm jealous. You plan on making more. <laughs> I'm jealous of your hobby. It's very cool. and very. I like watching a good knife getting made on YouTube, and that's not a joke. I have weird algorithms now. Alex Steele? I watched a Facebook video today about a new kind of cement mixer. That's where I'm at. Um... I don't want your second knife, Eli. I'll make I more, and then I'll send them. I want your 20th knife. All right. I'll I want you to stick mind. with it. Stick with it. Never give up. Chase your dream. Get boutique on this shit, <laughs> and send me your 20th knife. You know, we, we're, make, we're giving Eli a hard time. I'm not. I'm say, no, I want you I to know, chase your like, dreams. We wouldn't blow up Luke Skywalker this way, right? Like, this is only my first lightsaber I made. It doesn't... And he I didn't even know. make that one. Like, he didn't even pick the fucking kyber crystals. He was just like, well, I'll take I my dad's, I guess. <laughs> anyway, Eli, does that help? Yes. Thank Excellent. you, Eli. I look forward to receiving your 20th night. Excellent work, Eli. Let's Excellent head over work. house left. What's up? Hello. Hello. What's your name? Cameron. Cameron. Hey, Cameron. No, you go. <laughs> Do you, uh, the prompt that Cameron provided was, how do I, parentheses, non-lethally... A good start. Booby trap my kitchen. All right, so, yours. so here's the story behind it. So I have five other roommates, including me. Well, I'm the sixth. So I have five roommates. Do you and... live in Terrace House? <laughs> I live in a college house. Okay. Um, and we share one kitchen. And so at the beginning of the year, we divvied up all of the drawers and cabinets and everything. And I have my cabinets, and they have their cabinets. Uh My cabinets go 
the stuff in there goes missing a lot, even okay. though I said, hey, can you keep my stuff in my cabinets? So my question to you is how do I non-lethally booby trap I got that much, yeah. All of mine, yeah. <laughs> Maybe rather than physical harm, because that's bad, what about emotional harm? <laughs> hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. They open the cabinet, you've installed a mirror, and just, you've written on it, look at yourself. Yeah. Thief. to really live with what they're doing. Or I under, your, under your package of ciabatta bread, you've <laughs> stuck a picture of you like holding your tummy like, so hunky. Uh, I did something to that vein. I, I took my silverware out of the drawer and I put a piece of paper in there that said, I know you're taking my stuff. Stop. Nice. And uh-huh. that, didn't, that didn't work. That didn't so. work. Yeah, that seems... No, 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 because if I saw that, I would feel like, well, now I'm going to become like more of a gentleman silverware thief. Yeah, it's, it's more of a challenge. Game. But if you just said, like, yeah, oh, here's what you do. Put all the silverware back and say, you must need this more than I do. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, guilt. Oh, very oh, good. Oh, and now you're like the priest from Les Mis. <laughs> Oh, take my loaf of bread, Valjean. Take my half-empty mustard. Uh, Cameron, I got something. But you forgot the half-empty ketchup. Um, I got something you could try. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to go into your fridge and get yourself a little jar of jelly. (laughs) And then you're going to go to half of the handle. And you're going to absolutely fucking coat it in jelly. <laughs> Just half. <laughs> and now it's important to come up with some sort of mnemonic device like Cameron has an R in it and R is the first letter of right and I can grab the right side of the handle because there's no jelly on it. And then they go for it. Full meaty paw grab. Oops. Sticky fingers. Yeah. Because of the jelly I put on it, idiot. And this important, Cameron, that you be in the kitchen all the time. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is an easily wipe awayable sort of trap. So you need to be ready. If they do that, you have to throw the jelly at them. Yeah. yeah. They can't come away unjellied from the experience. Yes. Right. So important. Does that help? Yes, it does. Thank, Thank you, Cameron. Good. Excellent. Let's. <clears throat> Should we queue up one more? Yes. Uh, let's get Sydney E, uh, row E, I guess, 10, 5? That may mean you're up on the balcony. Oh, okay, it worked. Okay. worked. Sydney, uh, hello. Hello. What's your name? I'm Grace. Hi, Grace. Grace is leaning in the doorframe, even more casual. So many casual. Than Eli. As if Grace is waiting for an informant. <laughs> yes. Right. What's your question? Grace, tell us the truth about Richard Nixon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, Grace, your question, the prompt, how do I assert my dominance at the Home Depot? It's good. It's good. What do you got, Grace? Tell us more. Uh, I am an electrician. That is my day job. Excellent. Holy shit! How many electricians are in the house tonight? (laughs) Yeah, so often I have to go to, you know, Home Depot or Lowe's and pick up random parts because men don't know how to order things. Sure. Am I right? <laughs> no, you're right. I, I, uh, I'm wrong, actually. I don't know where to get, like, a switch. <laughs> sure. Uh, the electrical aisle. 
Yeah, that'd be a good place to start, probably. Yeah. When I moved into my house, I discovered that there was a light fixture that was just always on. And so I went to the Home Depot and I bought all the pieces to make a switch. And that was a year and a half ago. And still on. Yeah. <laughs> Travis's house is a Motel 6, essentially, is what he said. <laughs> you probably just have your switch leg and your constant hot mixed up. Uh, you can ask no, somebody I about that. No, I would die. That's the realization I came to as I bought the, thing, pass bought away. the yeah. ability to do it. Uh, so, what's your question? Well, my problem is, I am sadly very adorable, so... <laughs> right. I, I saw, Same yes. Boat. When yeah, I, I am you. in the Home Depot, right it is very hard for people to just let me be and get my things. Mm-hmm. Yes. How do I assert that I am the boss of the trade goods? God. Do you know... Here, here's what I would suggest. If somebody comes up to you and they're really patronizing without saying a word, just rewire the whole store. <laughs> it's good. Usually I While just While maintaining smile. constant eye contact. Yeah, yeah, you just raise your hand like, and all the lights go out. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> I, I have this crystallized memory in my mind of at my old house, the first house I owned, it needed some work. And one of the things it needed to work with is that like the drippings that came out of the AC unit upstairs, uh, the previous owners had it come down some PVC piping into a sink in the garage, just a plastic sink in the garage, that emptied out into nothing. <laughs> it emptied out onto the floor. Which we, for a long time, just put a cooler under that we had to dump out every two days. But then I was like, I'm going to figure this shit out. I'm going to get some PVC pipe. I'm going to figure out how to cut it and make a thing. And so I went to the Home Depot, and I was like, ah, it took me 20 minutes to find where the PVC lives. And then I looked at all of the wonderful sprockets and joints as just employee after employee just looked at me and said, he knows what to do. (laughs) (laughs) And that's uh, never been true. That's a good point, Griff. When I'm at uh, Home Depot or Lowe's or what have you, I have always adopted the most helpless look possible. Yeah. I cannot get assist. I'm wandering around with my hands in the air like, help me. I literally crawl on my hands and knees like a baby. I supplicate myself in front of the vest wearers, hoping that one of them will shine their light on me. Uh, Can you wear a shirt that says, my name's Grace, I'm crazy about wires? <laughs> Or uh, clothes that you've made out of lights and wires and robot parts, and you walk oh, yes. in and be like, "That's very good." Well, that's for Christmas. Cosplay, yes. Yes. Can you dress in more of a steampunk fashion that says, "I know about technology"? I mean, yeah, that all helps. Right? That all help. Could you? No, actually, I don't. I usually just make eye contact and make a point to not smile. Ooh. That's that's good. That's off. Yeah, get that's you out of good. a lot of social situations. I feel like it sounds like you're better at intimidating people than we are. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll come to you advice. We'll come to you for advice the next time that we need. We need. You assistance. lost me at make eye contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with a person? No. Are you sure? Maybe with a dog on a good day. <laughs> uh, does that help? Tremendously. No, it doesn't. It's okay. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Over here. Let's, yes, you've been waiting for a long time. Hello. Howdy. What's, what's up? What's your name? Uh, my name is Jared. Just making sure. Jared. Jared, uh, I just want, I want you to know 
I saw that when we complimented Grace on standing cool in the doorway, I watched Jared go. We stood even cooler. This is the Jared is the most chill position. Jared's at about fifty-five degrees. Yeah, he's doing the uh, the the thing from Smooth Criminal where they nail his shoes to the ground. Jared, Jared, what's up? Uh, Not much, guys. (laughs) Cool, cool, good hang, Griffin. Your prompt was, how can I stop being a picky eater? And I just really want to dial into this because, so what do you eat? Hey, fuck here, buddy. What are you into? You know, I do like a lot of foods, but there's like some specific foods that like just I can't handle and it rule out like a lot of meals for me. That doesn't sound like a picky eater. That sounds like everyone. No, 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 no. No, Give us some of the categories, Unless that pickiness is like... Grain. Well, that's... that's Dairy and meat. Yes. Anything that casts a shadow, I am... Get get right up on that microphone, Jerry. What's what's your faves? My favorite foods? Sure. The more fearful? No, just what are some of your favorite things? Okay, um... How do you feel about raindrops on roads? Okay. Uh, Okay, all right, all right. We're going to let Jared talk. Jared, what don't... Just my question. Ignore them. What don't you like? Soups. That's good. Okay, come on. You lost me already. Beans. uh, Beans? Tomatoes. Tomatoes. Onions. Okay. Uh, I feel like my fiance could tell me a lot of things. I I will say. Seafood. Seafood is so broad, though. That's so many things. You know, the ocean is very large. Covers most of the world. Any other big ones? Uh, Broccoli. A lot of vegetables. Yeah. So when you said Lettuce. some foods, you so, meant most. Yeah, a lot most of things foods. you don't like. Here's the thing. I'm with you on soup. What a waste. What a waste Salty of water. Calories. Gross. Soup is a drink. Oh, no. I, I like them. I expect my wife to just rappel onto the stage like, is somebody talking shit about soup? <laughs> Except for a real chunky soup or a stew. Oh, I... Oh, fuck with a stew. Stop. Everyone be quiet. That was the weirdest experience of my life. It sounded like an exact clump of 30 people. Yeah, like a When weird... Travis said stew, there were like th- like a it's club. Right here. What the like, fuck? Like, there's like a stew club. Okay, there's like 20 people here sitting together that love stew. What's happening? Are you in a really specific club? All right. The stew crew? Very good, Travis. Very good. One time... Uh, a very long time ago there was an episode Biggest Loser where there was a boy named Bingo and he had two eyes in his name and Bingo his mom wanted to eat him eat vegetables and so she blended them up and like shoved them into like meatloaf and hid them like a secret and then he ate it and he hates vegetables so bad and then she was like well Bingo Bingo guess what you just ate a bunch of vegetables I hid in there. And this 10-year-old boy looked up at his mom and went. <laughs> and she was like, didn't it taste good? And he said, don't ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> so you could try that. Just blend them on up. But then shit, then it's soup. Ah! <laughs> when, when I was a kid, uh, my mom told me this fish was chicken. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm into it. Were you Still eating it like Long John Silver's? Because that confuses me too sometimes. <laughs> there's lots of food. I feel like if there's like, even if you don't like half of food, 
the other half is still like pretty good a lot yeah i'm alive to this point so yeah sure uh you know life is short eat what you like everybody has a salad point jared everybody has a salad point and that's the point at which you're hungry enough to eat salad (laughs) and my my problem a lot of the time is i wouldn't let myself get to salad point you know what i mean i'd get to like hamburger point or cereal point but I wouldn't let myself get to salad point. And then one day his arm got pinned between a rock and a mountain face. <laughs> and I, after 128 hours, I would eat a salad. Yeah. If it would free me from he my He was rock trying pin. to cut his arm off with a bowl full of salad. And he was like, <laughs> I don't eat it. Um, does, does that, that help? help? Kind of. Yeah. Thank you, Jared. But I'll Fair. Tough but fair. All right, our final, our final audience question. Hello. Hello. What is your name? Sydney. Sydney, hello. What is your question? So I am an actor, and I have recently branched into narrating audiobooks. Cool. Um, nice. As part of the hustle. And um, I've been mostly doing YA fantasy dystopian novels, and that's been great. But all, I've of, been, them. all mean, of them. All yeah. of them. All, all of them. All of the books. All books and I've started to be approached by authors of erotica novels who nice. pay a lot of freaking money. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And I'm totally fine Are with you just doing it. Or do you have a question? Okay. My question is, is if I'm an actor auditioning for a Shakespeare festival, I don't want the director to Google my name and say, Yes. Diddling the Duke by Sidney Fulmer. So right. I need a pseudonym. Yeah. I'm wondering if you guys would help me out. That, uh, is a, that is a tough line of work. I once, to help up my friend Chuck Tingle, I once read um, the book Slammed in the Butt by my handsome laundry detergent pod. And um, to my wife, I read it to my wife. I should have mentioned that earlier. That's, that's tough, uh, but fun. So I envy you. And I guess this is my way of saying, what about Maud Horney? That's oh. pretty good. My top one right now is Anita Dixon. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's a little... You know... Here... Here's what I'll say, Sydney, is I think we've all kind of been in this position. Like, you know, I'd love to be an actor... Yeah. But I'm worried that a potential director would Google me and found out I did a dumb podcast with my brothers. Yeah. yeah. Which is, I would say, in a lot of ways, worse. Yeah. Yeah. Or that his TV show only lasted six episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so far. Yeah, who knows? So, don't torture yourselves. No, that's nothing. It's weird. I have the opposite situation where I am widely known as a narrator for sexual audiobooks, but I don't want fans of that work to know that I do a podcast with my brothers, which and is why my real name is Jeremy Badbone. Wait, hold on. That would be the worst erotic pendant, Badbone. It's just my fucking name, dude. And my thing is... I don't want people to know that I'm related to the guy that eats amiibos for sexual gratification. It's a bicep. True. I want to end on that joke. Does that help? Yes, thank you. Okay, cool. It was, you have a very skewed view of what I do as my fucking... As an artist. 
Uh, we can bring the house lights back. To yes, thank, thank you. you so much, Salt Lake City, for being you so been fun and great. welcoming and kind. Uh, you're the best. Make them go away, please. They're terrifying me. Um, I'm just going to close my eyes until they're gone because I'm getting real freaked out. Thank you for coming to the show. We really appreciate you. Uh, thank you to uh, Paul Saborn. Please turn off the house Please lights. not do anything. Paul Saborn over there on the ones and twos. <laughs> Make sure you check out Mix, Paul and Mix Storm. Mixmaster Paul, we call him Mix sometimes. Mixmaster Paul. Paul and Storm is his band. Go listen to all their music. It's on Spotify, so you can get it for free. You're welcome, Paul. <laughs> Uh, thank you to uh, Sawbones and Schmanners who Ooh. crushed it. Uh, thank you to our uh, families, our dad, our dad, our dad daddy. Um, thank you, uh, thank you to Amanda and Alice. Yeah, for helping us out, and thank you to this beautiful venue whose yes. name we would certainly goof up if we tried to say it out loud. So everyone, count of. One, two, three, thank you. That's it. You got it, I guess. You live here. Also, uh, thank you, Caleb Cleveland, for the absolutely beautiful poster. Wonderful poster. Yeah, there may be some more in the lobby. There may still be some more. Um, Thank you to John Roderick and the Long Winters for these for our theme song. It's a departure off the album, Putting the Days to Bed. Yes. Thank you, MaximumFun.org, our podcast home. Uh, we are, we're not going to be hanging out after the show because we are going to go home to our family, well, our back to the hotel where our families are. Um, yes, because I know. Because we love them. We do. We're great and, people. And we're uh, tired. We a, love you too, but in a different you. way. Yeah. yeah. So, we, different seriously, way. we've never, we had no idea what to expect playing here because we've never played here before and you all have seriously been amazing. Thank, Thank you, you all so much. much. Thank um, you. Here is... Here is a final Yahoo that was sent in by Elena. Thank you, Elena. It's Yahoo Answers user Richard D. who asks, Is Long John Silver's generally a good fish experience? (laughs) (laughs) I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. It's been my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your dad square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Welcome everyone to the live wrestling spectacular in Los Angeles. So far, the world's most boring wrestling podcast has been destroying the competition. Isn't there anyone who can save us from this travesty? Wait, could it be? It's Titan Fights, the perfect wrestling podcast. Tights and Fights is here to save us from the monotony of boring wrestling podcasts with hilarious conversations. Woke trips through the history of wrestling. And joke about the finer points of people wearing spandex. What a match! And the Tights and Fights podcast will be back every week. Thursdays on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. Please, these hosts have families. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Bites.